0: Thanks for joining us for this episode, and before we get started, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more about any guest featured in this episode or access any content or resources discussed, be sure to check out the show notes in the episode description. We hope today's episode increases truth and inspires hope in the lives of your church, your business, your family, and beyond. Welcome to the Must Increase podcast.
1: All right, here we are. We are uh, we are welcoming the the one and only Jeremy Linentine back to the podcast. For the first time in quite a while. In fact, I think it is the first time. Which well, this is so tragic. I think this is the first appearance you're making on the podcast in 2023. And I don't know how that happens because you were a frequent contributor uh, for a year or two there. And then, you know, I think what happened is uh, life in ministry for you because you, um, you know, you're uh, you've got a lot going on over there. Uh, so anyways, but it's good to have you back, Jeremy. Uh welcome Thank back you.
2: to the Must Increase podcast. Thank you. Yeah, life and ministry, and a brand new baby will do that to you. I feel like we haven't talked since COVID, but if it's just been this year, then I'll take it. So,
1: yeah, no it's it's not been it's not been that long,
2: but yes,
1: okay. I know yeah. uh, you do have the. How old is uh, the baby nowadays? By the way,
2: fourteen months. Nice. 14 still months counting in months. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. in months. I think, yeah, I think we do that till they're yeah. twelve, but I don't know. So yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly uh all right well um today we're kind of taking more of a coaching approach if you will uh to the content we're going to cover so let's let's dive right in i mean um you because we we aired a a coaching call that I had with another pastor here a few weeks ago. And, you know, you followed up with me after that. And we're like, hey, you know, I have some questions myself. Uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, talking through. And you and I have these kind of conversations off the record all the time. And, you know, we were like, you know what, let's let's use this as an excuse to get you back on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm going to let you kind of kind of lead. And just let me know you know kind of what you're thinking what you want to talk about and we'll just kind of start to to unpack it as we go
2: yeah so thinking about how we wanted to cover this i wanted to break it up into three segments i've heard this broken up a lot of different ways but if we could just do you know marketing to cold, meaning people that don't know about your church and are really not in the market for a church warm people who are looking for a church maybe they've heard a little bit about you but they would be interested you know, in hearing your pitch, however you want to say that in person or online. And then, and then, uh, hot, those are people that are your internal. There's a lot of other ways you could say this, I know, but people that you already are coming to your church with some level of frequency, getting, you know, messaging out to them, different stuff like that. I liked a lot of the stuff that you talked about on the last, uh, coaching call as well. So I'm going to kind of ask you to expand more upon it for myself mostly, but I think it'd be really helpful. Some of the stuff that you brought up. So if we could look at the the best ways to reach those different folks. So let's start with the hot, all right? So these people that come to your church with some frequency, they would call you their church, whether or not they're Mm -hmm. just members or or frequent attenders, however you wanna say it with this, if this is once a month, if this is six times a month, okay? They consider you their church. Okay, so you talked before and I've heard you say that email marketing is the best, type of marketing for the bang for your buck, right? So is that true even yep. in the, you know, in the hot category, people that are inside your church already?
1: Yes. And I, I would even say that it is more true for people in that category. Um, a cold, you're not going to talk about, you know, the kind of the cold, uh, those who are completely uh, unconnected, unaware really of your church at all. Um, th- cold emails, on a general marketing perspective, aren't too effective. Now they, not to say they're completely ineffective, um, but cold email approach typically gets you putting people spam folders, and a lot of times it comes across as annoying. Um, what you are, when we think about email, who you want to target are people who are warm and even hot if that's, or or people who are, to use different terms, people who are interested and people who are already connected. That's typically how I categorize those people. Um, And so when we look at it from the perspective of, you know, the uh, just non-church world, we see it all the time. You go to a website and it says, hey, we'll send you, you know, uh, a downloadable PDF of five free tips for whatever. You put in your email, they send it to you, but in the back of your head, you know I'm I'm giving them permission now to email me. But and so you're you're basically telling you're basically admitting I am interested enough in this brand, organization, business, whatever that I I am okay with that. Now I'm the kind of guy to where I'll do that and then I'll unsubscribe pretty quickly just because I don't like my inbox getting cluttered with you know marketing emails. Um, there is yeah. some exception to that though. There are certain email. Uh, you know, brands that email me that I do find their content so valuable, I, I, I remain connected with them. And so all that to say, yeah, I would say email is the most effective way to continue to reach those who are warm and hot. And in fact, as far as reaching those who are cold, Email is is not the way to go what you're doing, reaching those who are cold, completely disconnected and potentially and and not even potentially interested is what you want to do is you want to that's where you use the channels like maybe social media, podcast, YouTube um, to get people exposed to what you have to offer, potentially interested to where they become a warm lead. I, I say once you have an email address. Uh, they really have become a, a somebody who is at least to some degree interested. And so all that to say the uh, email, I I think churches in general are really missing out because yeah, we spent that last coaching session, the one we're referring to, it was uh, the one with um, pastor, pastor Campbell from uh, North Carolina. I believe it is. Um, If you're, if if those out there listening, want to go back it up, it's just called. So the episode was called social media coaching, I believe. Um, And uh, and so we talked about social media, but i we didn't have time to get around to this but i even say yeah when it comes to just continuing to cultivate a digital relationship with those who are interested and already connected with your church um, use use email more and I think churches are missing that because social media is so flashy and appealing you know people just want to go oh yeah I I just want to do social media and that's cool and whatever I tell people that email is more effective I, I, so many people they're like no no way they don't believe me but it's true it really is statistically emails the most effective form of marketing because um, you're not at the mercy of algorithms. Uh, now, again, you could get spammed, you could get put in the junk folder, you know, things like that. But by and large, um, if you send somebody an email, they're going to get it, they're going to receive it. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the, and there are ways to tap into email. Cause now when I say that, People people now say, okay, well now I've got to set, I've got one more piece of content that I've got to come up with every week or every month or twice a month or however often I determine I want to send these emails. But the truth is, there's a lot that can be done where it's kind of like set it up and you can let it run um, and have that email connection. So I know that's kind of a long runway uh, to to maybe the rest of this conversation, but that I just that's my. Uh, argument my case, if you will, for using email, especially for those who are warm, interested and, and already connected with your church.
2: Okay. So for the sake of clarity, let's change the name of the buckets. Cause I like that better. So we'll say connected, mm-hmm. interested, and then not interested if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And sure. there won't be much to talk about there. Okay, sure. Okay. So connected. So again, inside your church. All right. So let me ask you this then before we had a conversation about it, I was telling you, we were seeing email open rates on connected people be in the low 30 percent. Now, uh-huh. for you, for people like you that do this all the time, you were kind of like, "That's a great open rate. For us, just like casual, you know, uh, you know, pastors who just use this casually, to me, that's a tragically low open rate, because it's like if you said something and only 30 percent of your family heard it there's no way to move that group forward. Okay, so here's my question to you. Should we just be okay with an open rate of 30, 33% for the connected folks? Or are there things that you can do? And I'm sure there are. So what are some things that you can do then uh, to get more interest to where you see that open rate, let's say climb higher to 50%, I don't know, that'd be an insanely good open rate, right? Um, But to push that number up. Uh, yeah, when it comes to um,
1: your open rates and, um, and and reading your metrics in general on the uh, on the on the side of email, um, you you want to keep in mind that actually what you're talking about these numbers thirty plus percent is actually a really good open rate. Um, now I, I will say I'm not going to get into all the nuances of it, but things have changed a little bit over time um, in that the um, the, the, the way Apple changed some things about the, about their privacy settings and their actual mail app, um, now many, I, I can't remember exactly who it affects. I think it's for those subscribed to certain Apple services. Uh, if you're using the native mail app on your phone or Mac or whatever or iPad, uh, it's going to somehow hide those open rates or, or hide those stats from, you know, those email marketing services. Uh, And so that that has caused the game to change a little bit. And so now what happens is is a lot of times when you send those emails, Apple automatically marks those as open, even if they weren't open. Um, And again, that's all just in the name of privacy. And I I don't, you know, it is what it is. So all that to say, whereas before we used to say a good open rate was 20 plus percent, probably more like high 20% is a good open rate. But I know, That's still a, that still seems like a really low number, but here's what you have to keep in mind. The only number, excuse me, the only number uh, that you really need to um, uh, uh, be worried about is your unsubscribe and spam rate. And if you have the, you know, like a MailChimp is probably one of the most common marketing services or email marketing platforms out there, uh, it gives you all of this. If you have an unsubscribe rate higher than probably three, 4%, then, okay, be a little bit concerned. Um, if you have um, a spam rate of, and I can't think on the numbers in my head of what, this, what, a, what a bad spam rate is, because it's pretty uncommon uh, for you to um, get that high spam rate number and even that unsubscribe rate. And so those are the only two that it's like, oh, if you see those creeping into kind of like a danger zone, you need to be concerned. Uh, otherwise, if you're and, and yeah, if your open rate is less than like 10%, okay, then then there's things you need to work on to get your emails open. And the main thing is the subject line, you've got to have a captivating subject line that compels people to open. Um, and, you know, but you also have to be careful because uh, you don't want to use, um, you know, kind of too much of this uh, I, gimmicky type of approach uh, in getting people to open. Uh, There's one that I sent out a few years ago um, that it says, hey, uh, I made a mistake. That was my subject line. Um, And I got a really high open rate on that. Uh, And and as I got into the email, and said, hey, I made a mistake. Actually, hey, I've made a lot of mistakes over the years and whatever and and all that. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with using that occasionally. But if every week or every month, even I had some type of gimmickly line like that, well, people are gonna start to get the impression uh, okay yeah this guy's just trying to get me to open his email and so mm-hmm. you know and, and really uh, beyond the subject line that's the name of the game and not just email marketing but content production in general is i want to create and distribute and publish content that's going to provide value to people and so that subject line is the reflection of the, uh, is the ultimate reflection of that so if you're if you're a lot of people will do this they'll do like like their subject line will be like uh august monthly newsletter Well, that's not very compelling you know, so yeah, your open <laughs> rates are going to be pretty low about that. But if your newsletter features an article about, um, you know, some sermon series, I'm using a church use it standard church, about some, you know, sermon series that's coming up, or that's that you're in the midst of that maybe is about, um, you know, uh, well, end times, is always something that gets people interested, you know, the last days, okay, cool. Now, people are probably gonna be more compelled to open uh, that that email. So there are ways to get that open rate up. That said, once you can get those subject lines um, kind of dialed in and, and doing a good job of of keeping them engaging, compelling, but without being gimmicky, uh, well, here's here's another thing to keep in mind though: you, your your open rate. If your open rate, if you ever get your open rate consistently above thirty percent, like you should be the happiest person alive in terms of email marketing. That's probably as good as it's ever going to get. You might occasionally get fifty. percent Percent or more that's going to be very rare but here's the other thing to keep in mind as long as that unsubscribe rate and that spam rate is low what you have to remember is that means that content is still hitting people's inboxes and even if they're opening the email or not they're seeing uh they're still seeing a digital presence from you they're seeing hey if you email from your church's name or your pastor's name or however you choose to do it and that subject line even if they don't open it, even if they go, oh, okay, that's cool. And they just delete it or archive it or save it for later or whatever. It still reminds them that you exist and they're probably going to open statistically. For example, if you have a, excuse me, a 25% open rate. Well, that tells me that most people are probably opening one out of four, one out of five emails. And so even if they're not opening every email, they're seeing every one of them and they're not going, this is annoying unsubscribe or spam. They're going oh yeah, yeah yeah that's uh that's that church uh that's my church or the church i'm interested in or whatever very cool awesome but you know i don't have time to read that right now but man it's good to know that they're there and so you send an email out on a tuesday and, and hey now they're in your head all week you know you're in their head rather all week and maybe they'll just show back up on sunday so um it, open th- these metrics are important but um that open rate again having expected i worked with a non-church one time And the business owner I was working with, they, uh, they said, we want our open rates over 90%. And I said, well, I'm not the guy for the job. That's not going to happen. You know, Um, and uh, again, if I'm sure it's happened, maybe once, you know, it's like a hole in one, it happens very, very, very rarely. Um, But that is when it comes to reading your metrics and email don't get too worked up yes if your open rate I would say is below 20 percent you might want to consider uh, upping your game in terms of your subject line but if it is 20 to 30 percent or obviously more then you're in a very good place as long as again the unsubscribe and spam rates
2: are are, are also staying low okay good so better subject lines and I you had to go and say it i just made this mistake in july i put out literally my subject line was july newsletter like it was so (laughs) so interesting i'm sure that everyone wanted to rush to open it first thing that morning uh okay all right i can do that so with a different subject line and then obviously you know good content okay Mm -hmm. um can you talk a little bit about um you, the last call that you had, you were talking about, and it, it applies on social media. Maybe it applies in email marketing. I'm assuming it does. And you're talking about variety of content. This goes back to your, uh, what were you doing? It was like five jabs for one blow or basically yeah, yeah, the, the jab, jab, right? Positive, right hook, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, providing good quality content and then asking them to come to church or a big day or whatever else. And so it's like, you know, give good stuff and then you know, throw out an ask from them, whatever. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about variety of content in relation to email marketing to, again, to your connected bucket?
1: Yeah. So in the world of church, as I kind of explained on, on that coaching call, this is going to apply to whether it's social media or, or email. Um, Really, you're not, you've got nothing technically to sell. Um, probably the biggest equivalent to selling would be asking someone to give, you know, asking someone to give to uh, either a a general fund or or a special project. And it's not to say that you wouldn't do that. But I would say that would be an incredibly rare thing uh, that you Mm -hmm. would do. So the next kind of probably equivalent to making the sale in in the world of church is giving them an invitation to actually join you for some type of, uh, commitment. So whether that be the Sunday service or some other type of, you know, connection group, um, or, you know, monthly activity, you know, things like that, or, or even just a special event, uh, that is, that is an ask because you're, you're saying, Hey, uh, actually, in most cases, uh, you're saying, we need you to get in your car and drive to us and come to where we are at. And that may not be directly asking for, for again, money in in terms of like saying, hey, you know, this is because most of the time church events are free, maybe with some exception. Um, But you're saying, uh, we need you to make an investment of time, uh, you know, and energy and effort. And you know, if you've got kids, everybody's gotta get ready, all that stuff. And so that is the that is the sale, if you will. That's the that's probably the, in most cases, the biggest uh uh example of a of a sale or a big ask that you can put out there. So um that's why for me, social media, email it doesn't matter. What you're trying to do is uh constantly still figure out a way to provide value that that says that kind of subtly says, we're coming to you, you don't have to come to us. And so that could look like, hey, here is, I mean, for example, every week, you're doing uh, weekly preaching and and, and teaching. uh, And so, hey, here's the latest video of this past sunday's message or here's a podcast link to it or whatever that may be that to me is the simplest way to do it because you can do that literally every week or maybe even multiple times a week you can just be constantly sending out an email hey here's a link to the service check it out um and then you know there's other uh, others that go above and beyond and you know they might produce Extra content that is maybe maybe designed to be digital first and that it's designed to to just be put on YouTube and on social media and whatnot. And you send that content uh, to them. And so that is sending that kind of content out is going to be more. uh, You have to keep that in mind. Like I have to send a balance of that before i i make an ask for them to come now something with email that's kind of unique that you can do uh that maybe you couldn't really do as much with social media is you know as you're making a again using we're using mailchimp as an example some type of software like that um, well, you're, you're able to kind of make these email templates. And so what you can do with the email is like in the footer of every email, you can kind of put some information like, hey, join us for weekly services, put your service times, uh, visit us, you know, visit our website, connect with us here, even put a link to a digital connection card, things like that. Um, you can kind of get away with with kind of always having that in the footer of your email. Um, but, um, you know, I would say if you're going to be uh, in, you know, before, and then it's not to say you wouldn't ever, send out an email that invites people to church of course not but you just got to keep that balance in mind now with email and in the case of church because again you aren't trying to sell something you're just asking them to to come to you i think you can get away with a little bit fewer jabs before you do like we said that right hook of the right hook or try to make the sale if we keep using the marketing terms and so for example you could send out uh maybe maybe a couple of emails during the week that provides content that where you're going to them and then you can um and then you know towards the end of the week and say hey and join us for services this weekend um and so that's just maybe some examples of how that can play out uh in the email marketing and again it's kind of the same principles that would you use in social media as well but as far as email marketing uh that that's kind of the approach uh that you can take to again say we're gonna we're gonna come to you more often than we ask you to come to
2: us okay staying in this connected bucket okay so better subject lines good content, variety of content, um, helpful content over always asking for, uh, someone to do something. Okay. Um, do you recommend, or have you seen people use, uh, text reminders to route them to something else, be it YouTube video or email or whatever. Now, email marketing like MailChimp or whatever is extremely cheap in comparison to. Uh, text marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, is there is there any recommendations you have to make about text marketing, or is it just kind of too expensive for most churches to put it in their kind of budget?
1: Yeah, like you're saying, texting uh, has a very uh, a costly component because. You're at the mercy of the carriers, so Verizon, AT and T, T-Mobile, uh, they are charging uh, essentially for texting, uh, for for an organization, a business to text out, and so that's where that cost kind of comes from. Now, that said, it, it it's usually on a per-usage basis. I I I I've, I've struggled to find. I'm sure it, it probably exists in some capacity, uh, like for example with Mailchimp you can use MailChimp or email marketing, you can use that for free until you surpass like a 1,000 email subscribers and then they start to charge you just a flat monthly free be- fee based on how many email subscribers you have. Whereas with texting, from what I've noticed, all the services I've seen, is it's kind of not a flat fee, it's a per-use fee. And so it just depends on how many messages you're sending. And so for that reason uh, alone, I say, yeah, just be very, very cautious and strategic Uh, and, and you're not going to be as frequent in texting as you are in email. Definitely not. Um, and not, not just for a cost reason, but also for a, uh, a reason of, of, of just staying in the good graces of your, of your audience, because email, when somebody, when somebody emails me, um. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, email is just kind of standard business. You know, yeah, there's some spammy emails that are annoying. But again, if I've opted in to receive them in particular, or, you know, I get a personal email from a friend, okay, cool. Like, like I can get to that when I get to it. When I get a text, there's something different about kind of the vibe, if you will, that that, that, that carries at least, at least for me is I go, okay, you texted me. You texted my 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 personal cell phone number, and to me that's just a little bit more intrusive. Now it doesn't mean that you don't use it that you that you can't do it but um, again, working with uh, that same business I was referring to earlier, uh, they were just blasting text messages out three, four, five times a week. Um, and they were getting a lot of just people opting out. Um, And because it is just a so much more intrusive way of reaching people, but it's a very effective way of reaching people. So you have to just be very cautious in how you use it, how and really how often. Um, And the nature of texting uh, would, would be like, I don't know if the jab, jab, right hook is going to apply so much. I think every time you text, you're just sending out something that you believe is really valuable or important, whether it's a we're coming to you or asking you to come to us type of text, like I would see no nothing wrong with, you know, uh, let's say you've got four, five, six big events at your church throughout the year, you know, Christmas, Easter, uh, maybe a vacation Bible school for kids, you know, these types of things. I see nothing wrong with sending out maybe one text reminder for, or or one, maybe two text reminders for each of those type of events. Um, But I I don't think it's something that you just blast a text out and go, hey, check out last week's sermon. Now save that for email. Um, You know, it could be something where, your pastor has a special announcement and it says, Hey, boom, Hey, check this out. Here's a link to a video. Uh, but by and large, like it's, it's, it's a whole different kind of, uh, world and how it's used and how it's received. And so, um, it, it's hard for me to even say what the exact rules are with it. Uh, I just say, be, be very intentional is really what it comes down to, uh, and very, um, and, and, and even infrequent, um, one maybe two text messages a month on average is what i would recommend um otherwise you're going to get people that are just like i mean people can receive they can receive multiple emails a week from an organization and not really be bothered by it um but texting uh, again, I say one, maybe two a month on average. Uh, and, and and so again, you just have to be really intentional and strategic with how you use it.
0: We are so glad you joined us for this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. You can connect with us online at mustincrease.com And if you'd like a topic or question to be featured on a future episode, send us a text to 615-900-4461. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time as we continue to increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of others right here on the Must Increase podcast.